Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Children in Books podcast. Today we have a wonderful guest. It's Elisa. Elisa is an historian and a mother. And I'm really happy that all of you guys are here. Rachel, Lubina and Elisa. Hello. Hello from Leipzig. Elisa, I'm very happy that you are today our guest, that we've that you found the time. It was not so easy. We tried it uh, several times, but today we are here and I'm very happy because at university we are working very together and here, but today we are talking about another point. Yeah, thanks for having me here. I'm, I'm very glad that it finally worked out and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> and hello to Rachel. Rachel, I'm very happy that you are with us today. It's a very uh, fine feeling. It's a very confident feeling to have you with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, of course, because I wasn't here for the last recording. Um, but yeah, hello everybody. And um, it's the sun is shining in Scotland today, but it's still quite cold. That's good. Um, and I guess you touched on the on the topic just in terms of how um, how difficult it's been to get time to meet. Um, mm. And it's that that whole issue of finding time to do things um, when you're a busy working mother, and how you <laughs> kind of juggle those priorities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Elisa, you like to introduce a little bit. Who are you for our <laughs> listeners? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm, I'm um, as Branko said, I'm an historian. I studied the history of Eastern Europe and Southeastern Europe um, and Russian studies and literature studies um, in, 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 in Leipzig mainly, but also in Belgrade and Volgograd and Moscow. And I did my PhD. Um, also on the topic of East or in the field of East European history, um, working on the Kosovo War and the NATO intervention in 1999. And now I'm working as a, as a postdoc, the candidate and as a lecturer at Leipzig University uh, in the field of history. And I'm a mother of, 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 of two children and they, um, they are now uh, seven and two years old and, um, They um, came into our life, or always in in the yeah, like breaking points, also in in my uh, academic trajectory. So my daughter was born when I just finished my masters and um, was struggling how to continue my career, and I had the offer to do a PhD, and so it was uh, quite a decision to, to to do this with a little child. Um, and my um, son was born then, like four weeks after defense of my dissertation um, uh, before I started my postdoc. So, <laughs> Yes, and I remember when you say it, you, because we were working in that time together, um, you never had just a lot of time, a whole year only for the children or something. It was all the time there was a pressure to go on with the working process. Yeah, even though, and I think this is something, um, yeah, very, very common, um, uh, in academia that even if you, Uh, can leave on or can go on maternal leave or parental leave and I think in the German system this is yet yeah, quite generous so you can leave you have a paid leave actually for 12 months um, uh, which is a great thing but still if you are involved in academia it 
kind of never stops. So you still have your working projects and your things to finish. So uh, when when my son was born, I was working on my manuscript because this had to be published. Um, but still, it was just in um, having more time for for the children and for for academia when the child was asleep. So there was not the the pressure of if you are involved in working in university. Of course, you have all the teaching and all the um, the, the the students you 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 care about. So it's uh, a lot more uh, going on and. This, this is so it was still a good time uh having the maternal leave but um yeah you are right there was always this pressure to continue <laughs> yes yeah so i imagine um that academic life can can be very pressured as you say but also quite competitive and um and i'm just wondering how you you know how you cope with that um and also you know planning both practically but also you know there's an emotional aspect to it as well as you I, I could hear you saying because you know obviously the emotional connection to to our children is is huge um but also then there's an emotional connection to your students who you mm-hmm. want to support and see them through their career so that it would just be interesting to to hear how you yeah. how you navigated that yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And I think for, for the, the emotional part. So I think academia is, is, of course, it's very competitive and it's for all people. So, and I would say maybe the, the, for parents, it's, um, somehow it's more difficult, but also more easy because, um, they are, of course, it's hard not to have not to, 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 if you don't, if you can't plan your future, if you have a contract which is expiring next year and you know you have children and you need to support them. So this is really a lot of, um, parents in academia just drop out at a certain point because they um, decide to do something which is more safe for their future for their kids. And, um, academia is, it's never safe. Uh, uh, besides, you got the professorship at the end, <laughs> um, but this is like I don't know, a two percent. Um, and so this is this is very difficult and challenging emotionally. But on the other hand, so it's the same same problem for for other people and children are also um, something which gives you a lot of strength um, and which gives you a lot of um, emotional support, but also um, like an out time from academia. And we were talking about this earlier. So when I didn't have children, I I was in my office working sometimes uh, night shifts and, um, and having children meant to have breaks from academia because childcare ends at 4 p.m. and then I have to be at the kindergarten and then I hang out with my children at the, at the playground or in the garden or wherever and I, I have these breaks and I think they are very, very important for your mental health uh, to survive in academia. And so um, it has these both sides, I would say. Mm. So it's given you a bit more of a healthy balance, would you say? Absolutely, absolutely. And how, how do you think it's different for women in academia? I think it's different for women because still women do most of the care work. So we know this from basically all studies. So uh, women leave for for the parental leave for like 
10 months and men for two months. Um, and so mm-hmm. this, this uh, kind of care work is not always in the first, in the beginning when the children are small, but this continues. And this, I think, you know, this term of the mental load, which is still very much connected um, to, to, to women. So like think of what the children needs for the school trip. And so you do have a lot of these things always in mind. And at the same time, having, as you said, to care for the students and for your academic career. So this is just a lot of, of pressure and um and a lot of women of course you have this bodily bodily part so you women are the ones who are being pregnant and uh, pregnancy can be very easy as it was for me and i i could work all the time but for others it wasn't that easy and still and if you have like a newborn baby some babies sleep all the time um as it was with my my younger my my younger child uh, and i could do some things besides but with my older daughter she wasn't sleeping at all and i was just tired and exhausted all the time and um and uh so i think for women and it is still more more challenging um mentally and bodily and or physically and um also yeah still i think it for 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 parents this this kind of safe future is a very important thing to to know that you can secure the the future of your children and as i said if you know your contract is expiring um at some point you decide if you want to continue with a, a career in academia or if you just do a, a different job which secures your 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 um your your the future of your children um and uh not yeah try to be in this academic game for like Mm -hmm. 20 years and see it doesn't work out at the end so this is and i just see that women more often not to decide not to do Mm -hmm. this gamble if it will work out at the end yeah where where do you get help from do you have the feeling there are things which are helping you in your uh, in your way where you are now with your children and your work mm-hmm. yeah it's a good question so I, i i think my family of course my partner so uh, uh is also in academia so we we have the same struggles but we also agreed on really equally share all the care work and this works very well and so um this is also something i i i see friends and colleagues that if uh if, if the partner is involved in a different job it's somehow easy it's somehow difficult to accept uh, the circumstances of academia and uh and the and the specific challenges so i think this is something where we both gain a lot of strength from so that we that we can support each other and um what is also very important for me is um yeah allies networks of other mothers and parents uh, in academia and we actually just um found Uh, there's a bigger network now called uh, Motherhood uh, in Academia and uh, or Motherhood in Academia, and now we founded a local group in Leipzig, and uh, so we, we we meet with others and talk about the, the the things that are important to us and try to support each other, try to to change structures in order to make it easier for for us and for others. Um, 
I think this is something which helps me a lot <laughs> to know good. that they are others. <laughs> yeah, you are not alone with these things. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. It's I think it's really important um, for you know for women who find themselves in in these these kind of positions to um, to kind of trailblaze in a way to 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 make those kind of structural changes that you're talking about. And do you find that? the the institution that you work in how supportive are they um to to parents you know equally both mothers and fathers i think there's still a lot to do and um this is and i think all the good ideas are out there so it's pretty clear what steps to take in order to make uh, academia a more equal place for for everyone, not just for parents, but for people with different uh, social backgrounds, with different language backgrounds. So um, there are a lot of, of challenges in order to, to make academia a more inclusive place. Um, but still, structurally, it's not implemented. So there are a lot of guidelines saying this would be a good thing to do, but it's not like binding so and um, I think for me it would be much more easier for example if we can all agree on um, certain time frames of working so that there are not um, all the weekend and evening parts in academia and if there and sometimes it's just like that and it's okay but if there there needs to be like um, a childcare provided um, mm -hmm. and at the moment I'm the one organizing childcare mm -hmm. and paying childcare in order to work my job. And this feels still very strange to me. And, um, and this is like that because still a lot of, there is organizing most, um, yeah, uh, most most of the things in academia um, are not having children or having grown up children. And they are just, not in the struggle and um they they and i think it's not because they they don't care mostly they don't know about the struggles and i think this is also a very important point just to speak out and say this is this is this is really stressful for me to organize this meeting mm -hmm. can't we meet at a different time and i think this has a lot to do with the hierarchies in academia because you depend on the next contract and and so ever and so a lot of people yeah. and especially yeah. mother and women they don't dare to speak out and then they just accept these things and, mm -hmm. and, and, and instead of just asking for mm -hmm. for for change mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but I think one, excuse me, one point I remember what you said in our German podcast is very important for me. It would be so good if there would be rules when uh, when parents are the teachers in lessons or at university or if they need to be somewhere that it is finished at three. It would be okay. There can be um, all the things to three and then they go to, to pick up their children. <laughs> Would yeah, be nice. it would be nice, but uh, it's of course you. It's not always uh, is this easy to organize, and I think if it's not 
possible to organize at least there need to be like a care structure to support mm -hmm. parents then and this is also not a hard thing to do so just to provide mm -hmm. childcare for those who need it yeah. <laughs> um, but of course it costs and um, uh, there needs to be the will to do this and I think as long as, as people agree on the system and someone shows up <laughs> um, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't change <laughs> yeah and Rachel what did you like to say um, I've forgotten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the last sentence because the time is oh, gone now. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, um, I was, I can't remember, but it was, I'm, I'm just rec the recognition really of how much parents invest both in their careers and in their children and that the the cost of childcare is is huge and it's a really it's it's a massive dilemma i think for people mm -hmm. um and but but having a career is just so important for one's identity their sense of purpose in the world and to be able to be a good role model to their children so it feels mm -hmm. like the two have to be symbiotic to go hand in hand um And um, and and we just have to work out ways in which we can make it easier for both sides. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I absolutely agree. In this, uh, <laughs> a great closing word. Uh, so yes. you, you put that greatly. <laughs> But I don't think it's just. I think it's important as we do here to to speak about these things um, and and to raise the issue. But also, I think it's not just about us thinking how we can change it. But as with all the big questions in the world, mm -hmm. it's also it also needs structural changes. And as Lubina said, it needs rules, it needs laws, and it's possible. Look at Scandinavia. So it's just mm -hmm. everyone goes at four. So it's just a, a, a common thing to do, and um, uh, because. Uh, It's, I think it's also the value placed on children in our society. Yeah, so, yeah. But this would be maybe the topic for, for a different this is, podcast. This is the topic for the next podcast. So thank you. Thank you, Elisa, that you have been our guest today. Thank you, Rachel, for your helping and that you are here with us. Thank you, Branko. And bonjour, arrivederci, au revoir. Thank you.